Welcome back to the Highway Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this edition of the podcast, we'll hear from April Kapu, who is an acute care nurse practitioner and professor at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. She is also the president of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. During this episode, you'll hear April talk about the difference between nurse practitioners and doctors, as well as access to medical care for professional drivers. Rob Williams will be your host for this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. And now it's time to hand it off to Rob for his feature interview with April Kapu. Our Highway to Health guest is April Kapu. She is a nurse practitioner and a professor at Vanderbilt University. So I think she knows a little bit about the subject of health and whatnot. April, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, it's a pleasure. As always, we have great respect for doctors and nurses and what they do and their contributions to our health. With the pandemic that we just went through, it's more important than ever to be aware, self-aware of our health and not put off going to see a doctor. But a nurse practitioner, what's the difference between a nurse practitioner and a doctor? I get that question a lot, and we are a unique healthcare profession, just like physicians, social workers, case managers, occupational therapists. A nurse practitioner is a registered nurse who has gone on to pursue advanced nursing education, training, and we're nationally board certified in the care of the patient population that we serve. So nursing is really our foundation, and we have what you call advanced practice nurses as a result of that. I've been a nurse practitioner for over 18 years now. Every day, I'm just so grateful to be part of that larger healthcare team. Well, you're also president of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, correct? Representing over 350,000 nurse practitioners? That's right. Uh, We are the largest nurse practitioner organization in the U.S. And yes, we're up to 355,000 NPs across the U.S. today. And we need more really to address what we're seeing in terms of healthcare and access to care. We need lots more. Definitely. And the doctor that I see has a nurse practitioner who is basically his partner at his office. And I've seen her on many occasions. And I have been really impressed with the way she conducts herself, the way she treats me. She is so easy to talk to. And not to diss my doctor because he's a phenomenal doctor, but there are times when she has treated me a little differently than my doctor would have. Sometimes he's a little more hands-off, whereas... She has offered me prescriptions that I've needed, and nurse practitioners can give you prescriptions. Is that correct? That's correct. We're educated and trained to diagnose, prescribe. We order and interpret tests. We coordinate care, and patient education is very important. You're not alone. Quite often, I'll hear that. People will share with me that they really enjoy seeing their nurse practitioner because they listen. And I think that really comes from our background as nurses. That's a big part of what we do. We want to get to know our patients because we want them to be engaged in their health care and be empowered to take care of their health. I know a lot of people who are nurses, and nurses aren't just women, by the way. There are a lot of great men nurses out there as well. But you talk to a nurse, and they tell you why they got into the practice, because they enjoy people. They enjoy helping people. There's a bad apple in every bunch, but for the most part, every nurse that I've talked to, and I've talked to quite a few and have quite a few friends who are nurses, they just have that special quality where they are caring and nurturing It kind of takes a special person to do that, doesn't it? 
Well, yes, everybody has their reasons for going into the career that they pursue. Nursing is exactly like that. What I also enjoy about nursing, you might hear as well, is there is a lot of different pathways that we can take. I took the pathway of becoming a nurse practitioner and later a nurse educator, certainly as president of our national organization. But nurses can do different things. They can go into policy. They can go into executive leadership. They can work at the bedside. They can work in a clinic. Nurse practitioners are working in every setting. And I think that's one of the beauties of being a nurse is there are different pathways you can take throughout your career. And that's awesome. And we need nurses. There is a shortage of nurses around the country right now, isn't there? There is. Um, there is a shortage of nurses of all types. I mentioned that we need more nurse practitioners. We need more nurses as a whole. We need more people to know about our career and to ask questions and shadow with us and seek out opportunities to pursue careers in nursing. And one of the things I love about our organization, AANP, is that we offer scholarships for nurses pursuing being a nurse practitioner. And we need funding. Not everybody has that ready access to funding to fund their education. So we need more scholarships and funding for anybody that is interested and this is something that they are wanting to do with their career, that they can go into that and be able to obtain the education that they're seeking. It's not easy. It's long hours and lots of studying and lots of clinical training. But on the other end of that, it's a very rewarding career. We get to spend time with a lot of fantastic patients and get to know their stories and what they do. And like I said, just really get patients engaged in their healthcare now more than ever. Uh, people should yeah. be, and you mentioned Health Heart Month. We should be aware of our health. Yeah, I was just going to say general health awareness for especially truck drivers because they're on the road a lot. They're working long hours, long days, and they don't have the ability to schedule an appointment with a doctor a week from Thursday. They're kind of in a pickle when it comes to needing medical care. And I noticed that there's also a rise in mobile clinics around the country. Yes, and over 100 million Americans lack access to primary care, and truckers are absolutely one of those groups because access is more difficult. They're on the road. It's harder to get into those appointments. Wait times across the U.S. today are longer than ever before. So how do we meet them where they are? So you'll see nurse practitioners in mobile clinics in communities. You'll see nurse practitioners available via telehealth. We're in retail clinics. We're in community centers, making sure that healthcare is available when you need it and that you have access to quality healthcare. Trackers like every one of us need to have those regular checkups. We need to be able to talk about our health. If we have a chronic disease that needs to be managed, we don't want them to have to go to the emergency department or urgent care centers. We want to be able to provide care along the way. And they have questions about nutrition, about exercise while you're on the road, about their medications that they might be taking. This is where the nurse practitioner really comes into play. Yeah. Again, from experience um, myself, personal firsthand experience, if you have an opportunity to see a nurse practitioner, man, take it because they're a fantastic group of people. They're just as knowledgeable as a doctor is. You're not going to get any lessened care by seeing a nurse practitioner. And in fact, from my experience, I get more than what I would get from my doctor. And I mentioned the mobile clinics. Is there a way for truckers to find where a mobile clinic might be located? Can you Google that, like mobile clinics near me? You can. There is a really easy way to find a nurse practitioner. We have a NP finder on our website. We've got a website that's called wechoosenps.org. 
We also have our aanp.org website, and there's an NP finder where you can type in your zip code, where you're going to be, and you can find an NP in that area. So yes, a lot of the mobile clinics do their own advertising for their communities. We'll be in this community on this day, and this day, this month, and people kind of focus towards that. But again, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for people like truckers to find an NP in their area. Very cool. We've got to take a break, but do you want to hang out and we'll come back after the break? Sure. I'll be right here. Awesome. We're talking with April Kepu. She is an acute care nurse, a practitioner, and she's based out of Nashville, Tennessee. We're talking about nurse practitioners, and we'll talk about that more coming up on the Dave Nemo Show. I'm Rob Williams. Stay with us. We're back on the Dave Nemo Show. Thanks for listening. Today's Tuesday, February 21st. We're talking with a special guest right now, April Kapu. She's an acute care nurse practitioner based out of Nashville, Tennessee. She is also president of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Just out of curiosity, April, what does the term acute care mean in your title? I'm glad you asked. Nurse practitioners work in lots of different settings. My specific education and training is to acute care. So in the hospital, I was a cardiovascular ICU nurse and then went on to be a cardiovascular ICU NP. So the patients that I cared for in the ICU, it had heart surgery, they had had valve replacements, bypass surgery. So that's really my passion because I love speaking with patients and families when they're in a time of their life that might be something that they're not used to being in an ICU, but to have them know what's going on with their care, to be informed, to be able to ask questions, that's what's really important. Well, it's really evident that you have a passion for what you do. As I stated before, in my own experience, nurse practitioners, they have that passion. They've taken the extra step to go from a nurse to a nurse practitioner. That takes time, that takes studying, that takes effort, and it's something that they want to do. If you have an opportunity to see a nurse practitioner, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I've noticed that more than 26 states have granted nurse practitioners full practice authority. What does that mean? So we have national standards for accredited education, for training. We're nationally board certified, but each state oversees the rules and regulations around our licensure. So in 26 states in D.C., nurse practitioners have the licensure authority to practice to the full extent of their education and training. In the remaining 24 states, there are still outdated laws that need to be updated so that the people in those states can have the full benefit of seeing a nurse practitioner. And nurse practitioners are able to practice to the full extent of their education and training without outdated or unnecessary barriers. So there are nurse practitioners out there that are kind of limited as to what they can do in certain states. That's true. The state I live here in Tennessee, we're required to have a contract with a physician and that contracted physician has to review 20% of our charts retrospectively every month. This is really an outdated limitation because of this and the fees that go with those contracts really limit NPs from being able to practice across all settings and they're really needed in urban areas and rural areas across state. So it's very important to update those laws. 
Wow. We're talking with April Capu, a acute care registered nurse practitioner based out of Nashville, Tennessee. We touched a little bit on the rise of mobile clinics and relating back to the trucking industry. Is a mobile clinic something where a truck driver is going to get the same care that they would if they scheduled an appointment at the doctor's office? The mobile clinics today are so well-equipped. That's where you can get a full assessment, an exam. Many of the clinics have the capability of point-of-care testing, so they can do lab testing on the spot. But if they don't, then they have the ability to send labs out for testing so they can do blood work, send off labs. Some do have advanced diagnostics. So we're really seeing a lot of improvement and technology incorporated into the mobile clinics. I think the fantastic thing about mobile clinics, if they're parked, let's say at a travel center, it makes it very convenient for someone to come in and get their checkup, get their blood pressure checked, talk about the medications that they're on, get that full history and physical done so that they can get right back out on the road. I really appreciate what travel centers are doing in terms of making sure healthcare is more convenient and available really putting a lot of nutritious foods out there, making sure people are aware of different exercise options, encouraging people to take stretch breaks and things like that. So important. So mobile clinics are in many communities, but if a travel center wants to have a mobile clinic come to their center, I think that would be fantastic for an NP to be able to see truck driver right there while they're on the road. Absolutely. Talk about convenience. And what about as far as getting in to see a mobile clinic? I know you're not an expert on mobile clinics, but do you know, is it difficult to schedule that appointment and get connected with your health insurance to make sure things are covered? Do you have to get any type of pre-approval or do you have to make sure they're in your network? Well, it depends on the mobile clinic, but for the most part, mobile clinics and certainly nurse practitioners, about 80% of the patients that we see are Medicare, Medicaid, and we see many patients that don't have insurance. So I think it would be a good idea to check ahead of time if your insurance will be accepted there. Many are equipped with the capability for walk-ins where appointments are not necessary. It's always helpful to have one. Usually we have reach out via telephone where you can talk to the mobile client when it's going to be in your area, ask them if they're going to be able to take your insurance and have that conversation ahead of time. But you might just find that you come upon a mobile clinic in the community, go up and ask if they take walk-ins. Many do. And you can have those conversations right on the spot. Well, and I think you briefly touched on it there. I think it's a good idea for you to call your insurance company and get their take on mobile clinics before you go because the last thing you want is a surprise sky-high bill. Right. Ask those questions on the front end, and that's a phone call. So that's something that you could do ahead of time, right? Absolutely. I highly recommend it because I've found myself in that situation before, too. And I told you we weren't going to delve into a deep dive on truckers, but since a lot of our listeners are just that, do you have any advice on getting some exercise or eating habits for truckers since they're always on the go? I do. As I was sitting here and we were talking and I was thinking about the pandemic, I do want to just take a moment to thank professional truckers because I just remember standing on the docks of our hospital as that first truck rolled in with those vaccinations in December of 2020. And I just remember just the feeling of finally you're here. We're so grateful. And I know they were responsible for getting us our PPE 
our medications, our supplies throughout the pandemic. So first of all, just let me take a moment to say thank you, because I just have been thinking about that as we've been talking this morning. But yeah, as you're driving along, healthy snacks, there's so much more available when you stop. There are healthy snacks available for snacking along the way, healthy meals. When you get out to walk, to breathe in that fresh air, to take a stretch break, really to kind of avoid those sugary drinks as much as possible, avoid those high-fat foods, and really opt for those healthier options. That's so important. And I know they've probably heard this a thousand times, but it's convenient. And I want to thank all of those stops where healthy options are more available for us when we do stop. So yes, healthy eating, stretching, walking, taking advantage of any fitness programs that might be available along the way. All of those things are so important. Rob Williams in for Dave Nemo. April Capu is my guest right now. She is an acute care nurse practitioner, and obviously she knows her stuff. And back to truck drivers, I know it's difficult to find parking spaces, but if you pull into a large place, it's a great idea to even just park far away and walk to where you're headed to get your meal or whatever. That's more movement and activity that you can say you did as opposed to just parking as close as you can get and walking in the front door. Right. We haven't talked about sleep, but sleep is so important. Your sleep health is so important to your overall health. So taking that time to map out a time that you can get in some good sleep while you're on the road, I can't state that enough. That closes out this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health podcast through Podwheels powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels powered by Radio Nemo.